I'm kind of changing the the way I'm doing this one. I'm jumping a, a little bit from subject to subject. Um, but I was inspired to say something else and kind of speak on my process a little bit. Uh, I talk about a daily process. If you watch my my Snap, my Insta stories, um, you definitely hear me talk about a lot of different things. It really just depends on like what's going on. But I just talk about what I'm inspired to talk about. And so with that, I there was like once upon a time where I lived in Chicago. You know, I lived in, I lived on the south side of Chicago. I also lived in um, Park Forest. Park Forest is really close to Olympia Fields. It's really close to Matson. It's really close to to Chicago Heights, Beacon Hill, that whole area. Uh, Ford Heights isn't too far away. Those are bad neighborhoods, man. Those are like really bad. Um, I played around in Beacon Hill, Chicago Heights area. You know, thinking I was bad, doing doing wild shit. Um, but I didn't live out there. I didn't. I also didn't like try to really make a name out there either. So, you know, uh, I remember when I came to Champaign. I remember the way we looked around. Like, it, it's weird talking about it because, like, not that it was forever ago, but it was just like it was. It was years ago, and I just the way we had to look around. You know, I came out here at eighteen, and. You know, I didn't want to move to uh, Louisiana with my dad. And so I'm looking around, and we're so on point because, like, shit just goes down. You know, you watching everything. And I didn't realize, like, how these were kind of, like, trauma responses. Yeah, when it came to some street shit, we we put ourselves in it. Like, we wanted to be a part of it and shit, and I understand that. And when I say we, that's me, my cousin, my brother. To a certain extent, my uncle, to a certain extent, my cousin, they they wasn't really like on that street shit. I think they just wanted to be a part of it. They're just trying to discover themselves because we were all raised in that bullshit religion. I think my cousin had a little bit more freedom than us. His mom still made him go to the hall, still made him have values still. You know what I mean? There was still stuff he had to do, but she kind of let him, he was a man, so he kind of got to do what he wanted a little bit. Um, the rest of us didn't have that luxury, so... Uh, when we had got out, we, we was out, you know, I was, I was out there and I didn't want to hear shit, man. I'm, I'm trying to discover myself. I'm trying to see what the world has to offer. And I just remember the, the being on point and, and even it was an immature on point because like, if I was in a game at this age, still doing that, still being a part of it, like I was, or like I was at least trying to be, then I would appreciate that to a different level. But like, you cannot not watch your back. Like, nobody is just aloof. And it's a wild thing. And it's a, it's good for me because I didn't have beef like that with a lot of people. You know, I, really, it was a lot of rumors. It was a lot of bullshit that happened. But I didn't really, like, people at my school weren't after me. The, I went to eighth grade with these people, you know. And um, I wasn't a part of it until I was in high school. Like, my sophomore year, I started getting involved. And so I knew people from Chicago. I knew these people. They didn't really see me as a threat, I don't think. I was trying to become a threat and became a threat to a lot of people and then I like, kind of went crazy on my own. But I was just really trying to be included in what was going on. And so coming back out to Champagne from what I was doing, I was so I was so like just out of it, man. I remember my brother used to tell me. Somebody said he could see the stress on our face, like just from living, trying to be involved from this, the shit going on with our family, just life. You could see like we weren't normal kids. And 
I even even in my job now, you see that we're not normal. They're not normal. A lot of them. And what is normal? I'm starting to see that there really is no such thing. While there is at the same time, I think there's a societal norm where we are kind of just like, I think maybe we ignore a lot of the problems. That Maybe that's what normality is. Or maybe we, you know, whatever. But I'm starting to see everybody's going through it. You know, even people who come from well-to-do families are neglected because their parents work too much or feel like they're unloved or have some sort of problem for some reason. You know, maybe they were sexually assaulted and they can't live a normal life. You know, but I definitely knew that we weren't normal. And it, and it was a weird thing because we're just trying to fit in and be be kids, but we couldn't be. You know, we, we couldn't be. I didn't have... I didn't have that opportunity because I was so far gone. And this process is important for me because I remember how I could, I never, ever, ever, ever felt safe. Can you imagine just anxiety all the time? And you get so used to your anxiety that you're not even like, it doesn't look like anxiety on you, but you just, you know, I'm, I remember I'm talking to people and I'm just looking everywhere, just looking everywhere, just looking behind me, constantly looking around momentarily, you know, looking at them and laughing and then go back to looking around because you don't know if this car is pulling up and that's a nigga whose bitch you took or a nigga you slapped when you was drunk in the club or a nigga you... Whatever, man. Somebody's always trying to do some bullshit and there's so much insecurity out there. We go to the, the most drastic means to try to prove something, I guess. At the end of the day, all knowing that this is all bullshit. So I was sitting in a field one day and in this field is where I found peace. It was right behind my homie Adam and Sophie's house. And I remember I was laying in the field. I was making some point. I was doing the, the daily video on Snap. And I remember I was like, yo, man, like I really, after I was after I shot the video, I realized I wasn't like looking to see if a dog ran up or if that anybody was behind me. Maybe it was a homeless dude. And I, I, I trusted in something called divine timing. <clears throat> That's what I called it. <clears throat> I don't know if this is like really a thing, but I, I looked at it as divine timing. And what I thought was, yo, I, I'm supposed to be right here. As long as I'm walking in line with my conscience, as long as I'm doing these things, as long as I'm changing my life, I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. And I needed to be right there. And for the first time in forever, I felt safe. When I tell you, this might sound stupid to a lot of people, but when I tell you I felt safe, I, I can't, I, I don't think you realize how much that meant to me. I don't think you can realize how much that meant to me because I was, I've never felt safe. You know, if it was my parents, if it was just God, if it was the streets, I had never felt safe. Niggas is after me because I did this and they found out whatever it was, the feds. I just never felt safe. And for a second, I knew that I was on the right path. Not for a second, but at that second, I knew I was on the right path. And peace is like worth everything that I'd have to pay. And I realized how much I owed to the universe for all the negative energy I put out, all the evil I put out, all the badness I put out, the ill will, the malice. That was my nickname, Malice. And I thought it was cool. You know, and uh, how wrong I was about everything. How wrong I was about life. 
you know, how wrong I was about how I'm supposed to conduct myself. So now I'm, un well, not now, but I've had to undo like everything so I could be a, a normal person that functions normally, whatever that means. And to have that peace was just so serene. And I just remember like sitting in there and the last summer was so, I needed it, man. I needed the discipline. I needed the the routine in the gym. I needed the food that was healthy. They gave me energy. I needed the rest. I needed the direction. And I just directed myself towards something that we all know all along. We all know how to be successful. I listened to my conscience to the T. I remember I thought I was in the right relationship. I wasn't, but that this was a bigger lesson that I needed. I cut off everything from Instagram models. I didn't even follow like anything that was too sexualized. If you were an Instagram model and you showed your ass too much, I searched my fucking, you know, all the people I followed. And it was like 1,500 people or something. Every single person, I looked through their content. Unless they were like guys or like clearly not Instagram models. I looked through all of it. And I was like, yo, this is just, I'm seeing too much. I don't want nothing to make me feel too sexualized. And it got to the point like I wasn't even... I cut off every single female. I remember I wouldn't get no booty. And I was like, damn, is my dick going to stop getting up? Like, because I'm not using it. And uh, it was a wild thing because, like, for the first time, I was, like, completely focused on something. And I never had that. I've always been pulled in so many directions. Not because I'm ADHD or something. My, my boy Justin loves saying that shit. And Grace and Mari. But to, like, have such focus on getting better i made myself proud i made a lot of people proud more than anything it was having that peace it was having the ability to focus and be somewhat fulfilled by that and i paid again you know to have that peace and um peace is earned peace is earned by your daily habits your practice you know peace is pieces really I, i'm i'm trying to find a way to explain it with words like peace is just something that you have to give everything for we all know what we're supposed to do but what does that mean for you what do you have to do to have peace <laughs>